0: Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. Three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now, on to our guests this week. Spending time working on a variety of key premium projects certainly has stories for days. I'm excited to have our next guest share some of those. I'm excited to have Brendan Long, Vice President of Sales for Madison Square Garden Sports with the Knicks and Rangers.
1: Brendan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Travis. Great to chat.
0: Always a pleasure talking to you, Brendan. Excited to dive into your career. And let's start where we kicked it off. You've been a part of a lot of premium projects, the Golden State Warriors. Legends Global Sales with the, the San Francisco 49ers Levi Stadium, Super Bowl 49, and now Madison Square Garden, some of the most premium brands around the world. What's been your favorite wow
1: moment from those experiences? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very fortunate that I've had a, a few of these moments, but the one that really kind of stands out to me was just creating these lifelong friendships and memories, working on the Levi Stadium project where we were a group kind of assembled from all around the industry, brought in, and we started selling this thing before groundbreaking happened, before a lot of people even thought the stadium was going to come to fruition. So by the time it actually opened in 2014, everybody had kind of dispersed around the industry and taken on other roles. But Al Guido and the Niners leadership group made it a point to to bring everybody back from the original team and put on this awesome event for us and got to be there for the home opener. And that was just a really, really awesome experience that will, will live with me forever. Yeah. And, and I know
0: a lot of people part of that group. Right. It's certainly that kind of the who's who of the sports business. So uh, certainly a, a cool, memorable moment. And, you know, going back to the beginning, you grow up in Auburn, New York. You go on to attend Ithaca College for your undergrad Thinking back then, what, what did you think your career path was going to look like?
1: What did you want to do? Yeah, I mean, my, my career path has changed so many times. <laughs> and what it looked like then is not what it looks like now. So it was really interesting to kind of see that progression where at the time I was playing baseball at school, I was really into baseball and wanted to be in baseball ops. I'm like, Moneyball was out. I'm like, I want to be that guy. I want to be the GM. And I was really fortunate to do an internship actually with the Yankees in the Dominican at their Latin Academy and got to spend a summer in between junior and senior year in scouting and player development, which at the time was awesome, so cool. And your dream. Yeah, absolutely. And then then it's almost one of those things where you realize – Know if I want to watch baseball seven <laughs> days a week, all day, every day. Yep. And then I was like, all right, maybe I'll go to grad school. And I applied to grad schools. I didn't get into the schools that I wanted. Then I'm like, oh man, what am I going to do? It's spring semester, senior year. And had a, an alumni come back and talk about sales and how it's something where if you can hustle, work hard, kind of keep a good attitude, talk to people. That you can grow your career pretty quickly. And that was never something I considered. And then it really stood out. I was like, mm, okay, let me give that a shot. and enter sales and
0: here it is so along those lines Brendan, what's your advice to listeners out there whether they're they're in college right now and they're thinking okay what am i going to do or if they're in the sports industry and they're like you know what i'm thinking about potentially a career path change like what's your advice on that where it's like hey it's never necessarily too late you know where you were right at the end of your your senior year and you're like all right i'm going to change kind of my career path or people that are in it and they're like you know what i may change it what's your advice to them
1: Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things I tell I tell students and younger folks in the industry this all the time. Like, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Like, It's never too late to change. The key thing is really seeking out people in different roles that you think you might have interest in and reach out to them. Put yourself out there, do some informational interviews, understand kind of what the day to day is like, what skills are necessary in those roles, and then try to match that with what skills you have and what you can bring to the table and really form those relationships and those connections before a role is available. Yep. So that when the time does come, that person's like, Oh yeah, Travis, I remember that conversation. You'd be a great fit. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Well,
0: going you know, early on in your career, you you decided to get into sales. You're selling outside of the industry for a few years before you break into sports with the golden state warriors. And as you think back to your time with the warriors, what were some key learnings back then that you still apply to your every day?
1: Yeah. I mean, at the time, I mean, we're, we're talking 52 weeks of hustle like that. That was entirely my mindset. I had come from outside sales on a hundred percent commission, just in the market, out door to door, hitting businesses. And just that hustle mentality really carried over. into my first role with the Warriors was just more of a mindset than anything else. Just no matter if you're talented, if you're not, you can always get better. But the things that you always control is your mindset and how you approach each day. Yep. And if you want it more than the person next to you, then usually good things happen. So it's just more of just that, that mindset around knowing what you want and putting the work in to make it happen.
0: Absolutely. And as we think about mindset, you know, certainly a mindset goes into selling premium. And so from a premium experience, you then, we talked about it briefly, you go on to sell that the 49ers, Fresno State Athletics, the Super Bowl project. In those stops, you were leading premium. But, and so as you think about it, what were some key initiatives that you and your team focused on while selling such high level products? These aren't transactional
1: sales. Yeah, I think when when it comes down to understanding the mindset of the buyer, like nobody needs these things that we're selling. Like it's not a necessity for anyone. Yep. So how do we just understand that inherently before we approach them? And really focus on the process. How do we make it easy for them? They're busy people. Like how do you capture their attention, kind of break through the clutter and then make it a smooth, streamlined process where we can showcase what that experience is actually going to be like on a game base, on a game by game basis? So like when we put Levi's together, we had an amazing preview center where we bring people down, show them what your parking is going to look like, what the in-arena experience is going to look like, what your what your seat view is going to be, what the premium spaces are going to be, what the flow through the venue is going to look like. And all those little details matter when kind of showcasing what the experience of your your game is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Brendan, you tie
0: premium and you tie experience together. Can't think of much more of a premium and experience than the Madison Square Garden. And, And you get the opportunity to go work at MSG, you know, eight years ago now. What enticed you about that opportunity?
1: So it's I I would love to say it's been a lifelong dream and a destination that I've been trying to get to. Honestly, at the time, I was on a short-term project selling Super Bowl suites. I had just moved from California. All my stuff is in a storage locker in California. I'm living in a temporary apartment in Manhattan. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do when this project ends? Yeah. And so for me, it really came down to networking with the right people and the right fit and the right role and timing. And then once I kind of grasped that, it really became, wow, the scale of the business and the impact that we're able to make on a global scale is really unlike anything else in, in the industry. And that was just really attractive to me.
0: Absolutely. Well, so at MSG, you're responsible for driving new season ticket revenue and premium memberships for both the Knicks and Rangers and very two very iconic franchises in a huge market, what would you say is the most challenging part of selling such a high-end product?
1: Yeah, for, for our teams, it's interesting because a lot of other multi-team operations, you look at Monumental and you look at Denver and Cronky and that group, Like those teams have separated sales teams for each franchise. Yeah. We just have one sales team and we're selling across both Knicks and Rangers and concerts and other events and premium spaces in the building. So one of the big challenges for us is how do we make sure that we can put our team in a position to succeed with timing, our product differentiation, and how we go to market with things and make sure that we have bandwidth and time management to tackle both at the same time, really? Absolutely. Brennan, you've worked for MSG for for eight years now,
0: and you've certainly had opportunities and you, you calls to go other places. What has made you stay within the organization?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good question. It's, it's one of these things where I've, I've been fortunate to have good leaders, and the organization has put a lot of focus on just growth and development. And I've been part of a really cool program called the Leadership Consortium, where we brought in professors from Harvard Business School to do a 10-week program on just leadership development, all these other things. So being a part of a company that wants to be the industry leader, set the standard in how we operate, really continually innovate our approach and not be afraid to fail, try new things and pick yourself back up. I mean, the company looked very different eight years ago than it does now. And with a changing organization, there's been opportunities to take on new projects, different stretch assignments, learn outside of my lane. And it's always kept me learning and growing. And I think that's the thing that's really helped me stay here.
2: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Brendan Long, Vice President of Sales for Madison Square Garden Sports. And Brendan, we could certainly talk about your career for hours, and but I want to dive into three hot topics. So, so question one, you've now had the ability to sell and lead at a high level in multiple different leagues, the NBA, NHL, NFL, NCAA, WNBA as you think about that, what is the biggest difference in selling premium uh, across those leagues? Yeah. So, I mean,
1: in, in premium, it's there's a lot of similarities because the product inherently is similar. It's, it's access and it's a platform at your team, your venue, your events. So to me, I think looking at understanding what the business landscape is, who are your clients? Who are the people that are entertaining who are the people that are taking their clients on a regular basis? What types of companies incentivize employees and do outings and use sports as a vehicle to do that? So kind of understanding what those key priorities are in different industries, how they make money so that you can really be a trusted advisor, right? So if you're, if you're a, an advisor and helping somebody understand, Hey, this company that's very similar to you used us in this way, and it helped them in this way. Now you're an expert and you're a peer and you're not just a salesperson trying to sell them something. So getting to that level is really important and personalizing the outreach, like mass emails, like, no, make it specific, make it personalized to them. What's their unique situation. Everybody's in a different spot. So really understanding their business and how to reach that individual, is, is really important.
0: And I think that's great advice, right? It's, it's, you know, the, the whole uh, being able to customize that, right. It's not a call in, Hey, I work with a lot of companies like yours. That's fluff. You know, you're, you're not differentiating yourself. You're not truly being that consultant mentality. So, so completely makes sense. And Brendan, on the question two: the world's most famous arena represents some of the most iconic franchises, hundreds of other events, you know, top that onto a market with a ton of entertainment competition, um, not only just the other sports, but all the other entertainment and discretionary income and and customer budget dollar, you know, opportunities. What's your advice to sellers on differentiating themselves?
1: Yeah, that's I mean, it's it's a great topic. It's something that we talk about a lot where we focus on not trying to compare ourselves to others. And how do we just focus on what we provide? What are the unique aspects of working with us? and focus on the access like you said we get amazing concerts shows everything from the dog show to the pope visit to pbr to like everything and everything, everything in between want. yeah and so how do we focus on those those unforgettable experiences unique access and what we're able to provide in venue i mean we have options from two seats to one game to every, like a, a suite for 220 events a year. So literally we have something for most everyone. So how do we understand what our value proposition is and lead with that and not compare ourselves to others?
0: I think it's great advice, right? Because it's, it's always comes down in my opinion, is like there's two value propositions. You as the, the seller has a value proposition. The customer has a value proposition. The goal is to get them to marry together. And understand that. And so on to question three, Brendan, MSG has had and and currently has a lot of great executive level talent. And amongst yourself, you, you spend consistent time with some top ranking people, not only just within MSG, but within the industry. What are some of those key characteristics that you see that stand out in some of our top executives?
1: Yeah, the one thing that really stands out to me is just a growth mindset like constant learning, trying to evolve, trying to innovate, do things differently. It's not just, hey, we did this last year, so we're going to run that playback and do it again and kind of coast through things. It's, it's a, a yearning to want to get better, wanting to push the boundaries and owning your own growth and development. Like it's not on my boss to come to me and say, hey, I want you to do this and this and this. It's on me to go to them and say, I want to accomplish this and this and this help me get there help me get it yeah it's just that that flip of the mindset that you own your own results you own how you operate and how you show up day to day and it's a constant desire to get better and and just learn absolutely well well Brendan you've certainly had a
0: great career certainly appreciate all the advice as you think back to your entire career what's been your best memory
1: that's a loaded question. <laughs> I, I mean, it's I don't even know where to start with this. We had like the the Warriors and the ownership change when I was part of that franchise and the Niners seeing the last season at Candlestick and the divisional game, and the championship game and Super Bowl, NBA All-Stars, like last year, the Rangers Eastern Conference final run. Like there's been so many things I've been really fortunate to be a part of. One that kind of really stands out to me, though, was coming out of the pandemic When we were just getting back to like full capacity venues, the first show at MSG with 100% capacity was the Foo Fighters. And they came on and just killed it. It was just an incredible atmosphere. The show was amazing. And that one will just always stick with me as that memorable experience as the first 100% capacity show coming out of the pandemic.
0: That's awesome. Well, Brendan, this has been great. And, and to close it out, I'd like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this?
1: I guess so. If you had a boat, what would you name your boat? Uh, name it uh, Uncharted Waters. Just go go with the flow, see where we end up. No plans and just let's let's see where we go. Love it.
0: The movie was made about your life. Who do you want to play yourself?
1: I don't know if I could ever get this person to do that, but somebody that I've always admired, love their work. And I got Matt Damon. I think he's also just class act all the way through and actually comes to a lot of games at the garden. So Matt Damon would be my guy.
0: Well, there you go. You already have an in, you should be starting to ask him. And, and what's the last thing you've completed on your bucket list?
1: So this is tricky. I don't really have a bucket list, but I do set a lot of goals for myself. And like we talked about earlier, kind of, higher education has been something that I've always wanted to do at some point. And last year was able to complete an executive MBA, which is something that is really important to me to kind of continue learning and growing and, and okay. getting better in my role. No, oh, that's awesome. Well, Brendan, to close it out, what are three key takeaways you would give every listener
0: to be in your shoes one day?
1: Yeah. It, I mean, what we do is not rocket science, right? I mean, we talk to people, we work hard. I think the, the three key things to me is, is attitude, work ethic and skill development. And if you can approach each day with the right mindset, choose how you show up each day, work your tail off and consistently get better and learn and want to grow. I think that makes all the difference in the world. And then kind of taking that and think big. Don't think about what you can accomplish in the next year. Think about what next 10 years looks like. Yeah, take a wider lens and see kind of where people have gone and really don't limit yourself on what you think you can accomplish. Love it, Brennan. Thank you so much.
0: It's, it's always a pleasure talking to you. I certainly appreciate your time, your expertise and in, in our friendship. My
1: pleasure, Travis. It's been great. Thanks for Again, this me. is
0: Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week.